Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first Real Linda Online podcast. My name is John Todd. I'm publisher of Real Linda Online, and hope to bring these to you at least uh, once every couple of weeks and bring you information and news uh, about Real Linda and Alberta and Pleasant Grove and all the areas here in the north. Uh, my very first special guest is Tabitha Worth. She's with the uh, Real Linda Alberta Visions Committee, and she's here to tell us all about the Christmas Parade. Hello, Tabitha. Hello, John. Um, so, Christmas Parade. Tell us all about it. It's going to be December 10th? Yes. Saturday, December 10th. And we are going to be having a light-up parade first ever here in Rolanda. A light-up parade. So that means everybody who... People on horses, people in their cars, marching bands. Everybody should be prepared to light up whatever they're going to light up. Yes, because it will be in the evening. And we want everybody to be able to see our participants that enter into the parade. And we encourage everybody to enter and become a part of this event that we hope is a big success. So what time does it start? The parade is going to start around 6 p.m. Those that are interested in entering and participating in the parade, we encourage you to go online and you can get a hold of the entry form through your webpage. Right. The website's a little convoluted, but you can find the links on Facebook and on the Real Into Online website. Um, But directly, you can go to rlechristmasparade.reallindaonline.com. I know, it's, it's a cheap way to do it. But it's, you know, it's a great website. And you can just fill out the form right there on the website and hit send, and it sends the email right straight to Tabitha. Um, you don't have to mess around with paper. You don't have to mess around with getting it delivered. Handle the whole thing by email. But we will be creating paper entry forms also for those yes. people who don't use email or computer very much. Yes. This parade, where does it start? The parade is going to start at West 2nd Street. So we're basically going to be piggybacking off of the Little League Parade and the Country Fair Parade. So all of the participants will check in at Westside Elementary, get in line, and the parade is going to start and go down M Street. Um, The judges station will be right there at the arches, and it'll follow down to Front Street, and it'll end with the depot lighting Um, that the Chamber of Commerce puts on, and then you can go to Parks and Rec and participate in their festivities. Yeah, this this should probably be mentioned, and this is a really important point, that this is a a great opportunity for the Real Linda Visions Committee to do this with the Real Linda Alberta Chamber of Commerce and the uh, Real Linda Alberta uh, Recreation and Parks District and the Real Linda Lions Club. Yes, they are a big sponsor and are helping us with the insurance so we can put on this event. Right, and the other thing with the Lions Club is that we're asking everybody who comes to the parade and all the parade entrants to bring canned food, right? Yes, we would like everybody to, all of the participants to bring um, some canned food or a unwrapped toy um, at check-in time. Um, and that goes towards the Ruby's Baskets, which goes back to the community and those families that are in need. And anybody that is wanting to donate, we encourage them to do so. We start at West 2nd at, at Westside Elementary. We go down to M Street. We hang a right. We go down M Street, uh, go underneath the arches, and the judges are going to be there at the arches this time. Yes. Okay. And then, and that's because we're not going down all the way to the Marvell Shopping Center 
Correct. We will be turning right there on Front Street to go down to the depot building and Parks and Rec Community Center. Right. And at that point, after the parade, Parks and Rec has their their annual Christmas event. Um, I don't know if they call it a pageant or a festival or what it is, but they, they light the depot building. And they have Santa there, and they have smarts and crafts. They have coffee and cocoa, and they sing carols and all that good stuff. Yes. So that'll be a great event to wind up the parade with. Absolutely. And we're also wanting um, to kind of switch it up and have those residents that live along the parade route to decorate their homes. We're wanting them to kind of have a little competition and decorate their house and see who can uh, have the most lights and most decorated. So we want to get the uh, the residents, the houses along M Street to decorate their houses. What about the businesses? Oh, we would encourage that. Okay. I think it would be an amazing thing if we can get the businesses to participate too. So all the businesses, Granite's and Papa Murphy's and Archway Market, the barbershop, and the veterinarians and everybody else down to Front Street, everybody can get involved. Absolutely. Have you had any entrance for the parade already? We have five entrants so far, which is pretty good because we just got started. Yeah, we did. We just got started like five, ten days ago. And I know we had a meeting earlier tonight, the first organizing meeting, so we're just getting up to speed on all this. But I know that we're going to ask a lot of the high school bands in the area, not only Rio Linda High School, Center, Indercom, Grant, Natomas, I think Pleasant Grove. Yes. Even, and get everybody, all the marching bands out that we can. Also, we're reaching out to Roberta McGlashan, obviously, who's been such a great supporter of our community. And the next county supervisor, whoever that is, but I think we're going to invite both uh, Mike Kozlowski Sue Frost. and Sue Frost, right? We're going to invite them out, as well as Kevin McCarty, and then obviously. Metro Fire, Sacramento Sheriff's Department, maybe the Sacramento Sheriff's Department, Mounted Patrol, CHP, Twin Rivers PD, Fulton El Camino Park Police, everybody who wants to get involved. We want to get everybody involved in this parade. Absolutely. And we're encouraging all of our local groups and organizations to get involved too. Our 4-H group, our FFA group, I mean our Boy Scouts, our Girl Scouts, all of the local churches, everybody, we're encouraging them to get involved in this parade and help it help us make it a success and make it something that we do every year. Yeah, and this is the first annual parade, and the way I understand it is that at one point in the past, I don't know if this was the 50s or the 60s, but there was a Christmas parade here in town. And if we can bring that excitement back to the Christmas parade here in town, that would be great. I'd love to have that spirit come back and the hometown feel of everybody just getting involved and participating. Yeah, what was it they said? We want the elf meter to, to <laughs> spike over a We do. Yeah. We do. That's the, the Christmas parade. That's all the details and the information that uh, you need. If you need any more information, find it on the website, rlechristmasparade.reelindaonline.com. There's an event created on the Real Linda Online Facebook page. It, you can also find it on the Real Linda Visions page. I think that's it. Anything else? Um, if you guys have questions, there is an email set up, rlechristmasparade1 at gmail.com. You can send your questions there if you don't get anything answered from the web pages that are set up. All right. That's great. Anything else we want to cover? How about uh, the closure of Locust Road? Because I know <laughs> you've been involved in that. The closure of Locust Road is... Extremely upsetting to me because we moved from Relinda, 6th and M, out off of Newton Street. And my morning 
commute time to get my children to school has now gone from 10 to 12 minutes to a half hour because I have to go down baseline to Pleasant Grove and I get stuck in that morning traffic every single morning. So what's the latest on the situation? It's closed now, obviously, and I know that there have been um, Placer County MAC meetings um, and what's going on with it right now? Um, basically, they don't really care. Placer County does not really care right now about the road closure. Unfortunately, we do have a lot of residents that are on the northern side of the road closure that are coming together and having meetings and putting out letters to all of the residents, inviting them to get involved, encouraging them to contact their supervisors. I mean, everybody that can possibly contact them and say, this isn't right, no notices were sent out, no notification to the residents that are being blocked off. Well, let's talk about some of the issues involved in this. One of them is that that area is serviced, I believe, under contract by Metro Fire. Yes. And so now Metro Fire, when they have a call on the other side of that gate, they have to stop, unlock the gate, go through, lock the gate back up, continue on, which adds time, obviously, to their response. Yes. Placer uh, County Fire said that it would add roughly 60 seconds. And when it is a matter of life and death, when it is a fire that is burning through the dry fields out there, that becomes an issue. 60 seconds is a long time. Well, and, and especially if you have a fire like that burning through the fields, you're not talking about one piece of equipment. If it's a big fire in the field, you're going to be bringing multiple pieces of equipment down that road. So each one of them is going to have to stop and unlock this gate. Unless they leave it open and then they're risking traffic coming through, um, somebody getting stuck in between. Um, The sad thing about it is that is not the only road closure that they have planned to go up. There's going to be a second road closure a quarter of a mile down the road. Right, so the middle section of the road is going to be completely cut off. Yes. Yeah. And and the whole the road closure was done because of the the Placer Vineyards development. Correct. They blocked it off because of the development that is going to be taking place 10 to 30 years from their words. The development is not going to take place for 10 to 30 years and there is a projected 17,000 vehicles that will travel that road compared to the thousand that travel it now. Right. So there is an issue there. They, they do want to keep that area rural, and there is an issue with traffic. But we're talking 10 years from now. We're talking at least a decade from right now. Yes. And nobody can actually figure out why the road was closed when it was. Exactly. They haven't. The developers haven't bought the property. They haven't cleared it. They haven't started putting in electricity or water or sewer. They haven't begun any vertical construction. So these are all things that need to happen before the traffic even begins, before they can even start building. The road closure was definitely done prematurely, and none of the residents on the northern side were notified. They sent out notices inviting the residents to come and talk about the Placer Vineyards going in, and the residents went to that meeting, but nothing about the Locust Road closure. Did they ever invite people to speak about Locust Road? Did they ever invite opinion on that? They, If you go on their website and you look at their past agendas, which I have done, I have gone over the last three years, 
There is one meeting where the Locust Road closure was on their agenda, and that was back in January of 2015, I believe. And it was for them to do a survey, and they were going to hold a public community hearing, and they never did. And they never did. Now, this is Placer County, obviously, so you're talking the north side. Are you still in Sacramento County? Are you in Placer County? I am technically Placer County. You're in Placer County. Yes. So you should have received warning that this was going to yes. happen. Yes, and we bought our house out there two years ago and received absolutely nothing. Nothing. But in the meantime, the supervisor out there... Jack Duran. He hasn't given any opinion or... Unfortunately, no. And I was unable to attend the last MAC meeting on the 27th, but some residents in the community did go. He basically has no... I mean, he doesn't really care about it. He doesn't care about the residents that are upset about it. Uh, It seems as though the board members on the MAC have no desire to listen to our concerns, to listen to us really complain about the notification. And that's where everything fell through. They did not communicate with us. Why listen to the people who live there when developers who are buying up all the property are the ones who are going to be putting money into that community? Absolutely. Yeah. Another disappointing part of this is that Sacramento County District 4 Supervisor Roberta McLashen actually wrote a letter in support of closing the road. She wants, her, and her, her purpose was to keep that area rural. But again, we're talking 10 years. Absolutely. It's going to be 10 years from now before they even start building. So, yeah, unfortunate and nothing's happening right now. What's the next step? Nothing. There's going to be some community meetings coming up. Uh, There are some residents on the northern side of the closure that have been working really hard at encouraging the neighbors to get involved, to call the supervisors, to come to the meetings. All of that information will be out soon on when the next meetings are going to be held, uh, where and what time. And really, we just encourage everybody to kind of get involved. There is a petition going, and I believe we have close to 400 signatures so far, if not more. How many people live in that area? Oh, that I am not sure of. Well, we will uh, we will have more information on realandonline.com and on the Facebook page. And thank you very much for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So thanks, everybody, for listening to the Real Into Online podcast. Very first one. I know it was rough. We'll get this figured out. But you can find it at realintoonline.com. We want to thank all of our sponsors, especially A1 Storage, where we are recording this right now in the um, beautiful, spacious back room here. Real Into Broadcast Center. Uh, Gregory Realty Group, who is a prime sponsor at realintoonline.com. And also... uh, the new great clips at the Real Linda Plaza up there who are primary sponsor Real Linda Online. Thanks everybody and if you have any suggestions or um, questions, uh, get them to me by email at Todd at reallindaonline.com and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye bye.